Hello and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. Boys, you guys ready to become real estate moguls, run an upscale brothel, influence hey. Japanese tax policy and help some misguided schoolgirls sell their used panties? Let's build up <laughs> some heat and dive into the wild world of Yakuza Zero. I'm I'm fucking wow. ready. I, wow. I, I left my job as a, a tenant attorney and I'm ready to become a <laughs> Mogul moves only. Let's get into real estate. Let's get swimming, some Airbnbs. See, I assume, swimming in yen. Swimming in yeah. yen. Yeah, I assume like anything, this video game is a hundred percent accurate to what it was like in 1989 uh, Japan. So I'm going Great. to build a time machine and go back in time and relive the glory times before everything got bad. One of one of you want to buy the panties. One of the YouTube videos I watched in preparation for today to refresh my memory for today's episode was one of the, you know, most weeaboo uh, videos I've ever seen. This guy is, you know, a, clearly a Westerner um, who, you know, probably who seems to speak Japanese and nice. has went went on a trip to Japan Soma? and was, fil was filming and had side-by-side -side shots of you know, Kamurocho and the the real district in Japan in, in Tokyo that it's based off of is like here you'd see this sign and here you see this right. and like look it's exactly the same. Oh was my he, god! Was he like a six five like mid probably you, you, you never like saw his face. Fifty. You, you never, you saw, never his saw his face. <laughs> it was a great video. Don't get me wrong. It was a fantastic video in retrospective on is like why Yakuza Zero is like the best prequel in media and it was really well done but i was just like all, all i could think of was that that meme that i meme video i sent you guys a while back of the joker the jonkler and batman it is what are you some kind of weeaboo and it's just like <laughs> yeah yeah <it's> just... <laughs> so we are at the final final month of the year it is my it was my turn to dictate to the rest of you what game we would play and I chose Yakuza Zero, which even after all the you know amazing games I've played this year, it's in the top, probably the top two of m most fun I had while playing a game this this year. When we get into our episode in a couple coming in in a couple of weeks, I don't know what I'm like. I, one of the final questions I'm going to pose to you guys, spoilers now, is what was like your game of the year, and it didn't have to be a a new game what was like the best Bluey. game you played yeah, the video <laughs> game. what was the best game you played this year and i'm gonna have a tough time this one this one is is uh is really is is really looking to go all the way um like i remember texting you guys when i was playing it because i played it a while back now and it was just like it's for me it like it kind of started off a little slow in that first in that first chapter like going from what I had heard about this series, about the, you know, kind of the absurdity and the tonal changes um, that, you know, made this series unique. I was like a little, a little concerned that like, oh, I'm like, I've maybe had like 10 minutes of gameplay and three hours of cutscenes. <laughs> um, There's a lot then, of cutscenes. <laughs> but then as soon as that, like you, 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 they have some ground to cover, but then as, as soon as that, it just fucking takes off. And it's like a masterclass in in pacing, in tone, in 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 everything. I just I ended Love up. It was like it's like one of my favorite stories in video games 
that I've experienced. And I have some, 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 a few brief things to, to discuss about the franchise history and then a very brief plot summary of the game. But before I do, and then I want to just quickly open the floor to you guys. Um, what were your, what were your like initial, initial thoughts and experiences of playing Yakuza? So my, my initial thought overall when this game was suggested that was that it was just blatant etilophobia that we weren't doing a true mafia game from the, <laughs> the motherland the, from we the weren't homeland. doing we weren't doing the sopranos video game yeah the <laughs> ps2 sopranos video game prior to this that we went with the fake mafia first um so that 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 was uh i'm going to chime in right here upsetting. and say i do not endorse calling the yakuza the fake mafia and would like my head to stay <laughs> that's right i could i could make a call to the real ones if i need to to you know uh get my back so I, mike i don't think the 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 quote-unquote real mafia is sending their best anymore if yeah. they could be if they could be taken down by those like by fucking rudy giuliani I don't think you want to be standing behind them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> 90s Rudy is different than 2020s Rudy. Uh, Let me tell I you. Know. I don't know. I think he was pretty much something. the same exact man as he's always been. <laughs> he, at least he had better people around him. Sure, maybe. But he wasn't that we're using doing Chinese the work. motor oil for his hair dye. <laughs> yeah. But so that that was my initial impression. Um, and then, you know, I think, Ben, you, you scared me a little at first with the amount <laughs> of reading uh but it, yeah i you warned know. you it's like yeah you can technically play a you know a dub of this but it's obviously superior in its in its you know japanese voice acting it was like yeah mike's Wait. gonna have a tough time it's a lot of but, it's a lot of cutscenes and a lot of reading you the, can the, uh there is yeah, dubs you can change it to it. dub don't, i didn't even, do i didn't actually look it. even don't don't do it i don't know why you would uh, yeah don't do it yeah it's, it's no, bad but the the text moved like quick enough for me that i could you know it was at like a good Speed yeah, of yeah you you read like you read the subtitles and, and then you and then you skip yeah. fast you don't need to like watch the whole yeah and had good mechanics for that there are certain cutscenes where i will let the audio play out after i've been done reading just because the uh the voice actors do deliver some good emotional mm. reading mm. you never want to skip past what what is always the end line before a fight always sublime wow just they just like they they put so much passion into it it's amazing but yeah, so that, i mean otherwise uh you know once you get into the actual gameplay the fighting styles were awesome um my biggest gripe with the button layout though th this is what i'll say a and b should have been switched i didn't like that b was grab instead of dodge I think mm. that dodge should always be a B or an X or like, you know, whatever circle or, uh, I definitely prefer a square. Uh, uh, yeah. Circle or B as a dodge, yeah. as a dodge button. Yeah. So I don't know how much it plays into it, but in Japan, the X and circle, uh, mapping are reversed. Really? For all, for all games. For all? Yeah. Because that's what like X is, a like affirmative in circle is a, a negative or something like that well that's what it is here it's all for playstation yeah. x is always confirm oh no then it's the opposite yeah i would say that yeah that, Got it. I, that does make a certain amount of sense x as in you know no don't do it yeah, yeah. you know 
that does make and, a certain amount of sense and like uh in a, in a lot of the mini games when you do the right thing you get a circle if you do it or two circles mm, yeah but yeah it was just like i kept going to dodge and like my instinct is to hit b um or you know or circle whatever and uh i was just grabbing people so yeah i don't know if this game had that. i don't know if this game had the you know the abilities to rematch yeah, i didn't like even that. And it's probably probably just just you know on the tail end of of uh or before those kind of accessibility options became became the norm standard yeah. and some japanese games still kind of struggle with with maintaining accessibility standards still to this day so not surprised that that, that there's you know a little bit of a little bit well, of I mean, uh, yeah, don't, don't poke Japan memory. too hard on their history of accessibility in general Uh-oh. that's a that's a closet they don't want necessarily opened up <laughs> Starts I, starts with section, ends with a number of some sort. <laughs> turns you say, hmm, doing an interesting experiment. You know, say it turns out if you you know skin the body of a Chinese boy, he dies. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting <laughs> for science. Our hypothesis was correct. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you have to prove they're not aliens, right? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, that just reminds me of uh that that uh family guy joke where it's like the japanese boardroom and there's uh, the one yeah. chinese guy uh should cut that in great scene no <laughs> no we're not inserting family guy bits <laughs> especially uh, if you get only audio yeah no. yeah the so for me, I think um, first, Mike, I, I do just want to say, uh, know your place. Don't talk about those dirty A and B buttons on this podcast. Okay, we keep it to X's, O's, triangles, and squares here. Unless we're talking hey, about Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, fine, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, well, then but, it would be. Uh, and B Nintendo is, is reverse, is so it's correct. Yeah. <laughs> But um, for me, I I struggle, like, speaking to just, like, the accessibility. Like, this is also a game that, you know, released as a release on the PS3 and PS4. And there's a little bit of that PS3 game-ness to it that I sometimes struggled to separate from the game itself as, you know, a piece of media or art even. Um, what do you mean by that? Like just the, jank, the jank, the jank, yeah, just the general little, jank, a little, a little strong. Was, was yeah, it I really kind of is. enjoyed that. I do too, but in things like like you that you you commented on on like a stream earlier that like the mini map, the mini map yeah. is kind of trash. Is kind of trash. But once you change it so it doesn't stay locked, it's so much better. It, it's like a it's night and day. I mean, I, I didn't. You know, do that, I do but... agree with you that I prefer the you know compass at the top, but uh, you know, just switching the mini map so it acted like a compass rather than a static map was huge gameplay uh, development for me. I didn't really have a trouble with the mini map, but I just knew the layout of the city. Yeah, and <laughs> you also you know, yeah, use spatial Matt, reasoning for your job. Okay, Matt, I, Matt is I also the, the the real resident weeaboo that again he's probably looked up the videos, the side by side videos of 
Uh, I haven't yeah. actually. Camera I want to go into this completely blind. <laughs> it's like, hmm, yes, I recognize this street. <laughs> no, the tree is actually supposed to be 27 <laughs> centimeters to the left. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I use centimeters. <laughs> was or, was that the end of you, Andrew? Yeah, yeah, you can you can jump in. Okay. I didn't want to, I wanted to make sure it wasn't a dramatic pause and we were just going to let it run out for a second. <laughs> um I mean, I mean this game this game is full of drama, so it fits. Absolutely. Yes, of course. Uh I was really excited when you picked this game because Yakuza is a series I'd been meaning to touch, but like there's just so much shit to be able oh, to yeah. get into. Yeah. Uh, a series this long that has like um uh, you know a decent chunk of games in it already uh, i'm glad you picked this one because i would have been uh significantly more upset if i had to start somewhere later in the series like if you picked yakuza like a dragon i would have been grumbly because right, 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 right. i would have had to do the math and logistics on playing all uh, <laughs> six prior games i mean including zero that's seven so, you know? yeah it is seven because this is the this is the prequel. But yeah, that's the thing. What makes this game great and was made made it a good choice is that it is the perfect entry entry point. point. And it is it is a point about the franchise that I want to bring up in a in a minute. But I'll let you finish your but, thoughts. Uh, like one of the things that I noticed immediately is like the scope of the game is kind of I like the scope. It's not too big. It's not too small. Like um, it's um, just right. Yeah, like you you get. Majima's area is, you know, a little more condensed, but he doesn't have as much to do. So, you know, you either you uh, sit the cabaret club forever and, you know, raise all your hostesses up to max level. I am definitely not done that. Uh, <laughs> um, I definitely don't have a hundred thousand fans uh, and can't just walk the streets and be paraded by my people. It's a true populist game. Yeah. <laughs> And then you get the the curious side where it's, you know, a little more opened up. But what they do is they keep everything a little scoped down, but they give you so many things, so many mm. little mini games, so mm. many little like you can get fucking drunk and have it affect your gameplay. Uh, you can go play darts with panties. prostitutes. Um, you can play nine ball billiards. You can literally uh, sit, sit down and play Mahjong with a bunch of old yeah. grandmas. Yeah, Mike, Mike's grandmother would love Yakuza Zero because you could just go in and just play mahjong all day. Honestly, she, I mean, she I was having trouble like getting out than... of the arcade because the arcade is so, like there's so much. Uh, I enjoyed playing the Sega arcade games. Yeah, Space uh, Harrier was fun. Was always fun. yes. Always, always love Kyoko. I mean, even right, just like the the sub stories or like gaining friendship with someone. Like, I became pretty good friends with the cop that stops you all the time. Yeah, stop and uh, frisk, dude. He's cool. Yeah, yeah. You, just, you, just you give know, him and then you, you give unlock him... a mission. What's he doing with all those tissues? Yeah, <laughs> I just give him tissues. <laughs> I gave what him tissues and some food sometimes because I thought he maybe doing? he was hungry. Uh, no, right. I enjoyed meeting Mister Libido. Dancing yes. in his underwear the, in the streets, yes. the, the the walking Great. erection that yeah. he's named at at one point. Yeah, he's a real he's a real one. Uh, but speaking oh, of real, speaking of real ones, the the series creator Toshihiro Nagoshi. So, 
a little bit a little bit of background history for you guys on the franchise and some points that are worth worth discussing so so Nagoshi was a prolific designer and director for Sega um before this series he worked on franchises such as the virtual games like the fighter fighter games which were you know bigger deal than I think there was a virtual racer too um he he worked on Shenmue which you can kind of see a lot of you can DNA. See, you see all the DNA in there. Shamu, yeah, Shenmu, Shenmu. Shamu? It's like yeah, the, the orca. No, Shen, <laughs> Shenmu orca is like w- one of like the kind of foundational open world games. Yeah, because uh, you have to remember, um, there was a time when Sega was also a you know console company, so these were their <laughs> yeah. In Shenmu, their, you their could console li- sellers. In Shenmu, you could Shenmu literally... one, two, and three were like generational tech upgrades. Y- you could literally be. Uh, become forklift certified in in, in amazing yeah, you, can, uh. you can work at the, uh, you, you can dedicate time in your gameplay to work on the docks as just a man loading and unloading fish mm-hmm. uh he uh negoshi also worked on the super monkey ball series i Ooh, know which is you yeah. know, big from from all our all our youths uh and that's just like that's just a few of like the kind of more well-known franchises that he worked on but throughout this time, he dreamt of making a game based on the Japanese criminal underworld that he had seen produced in manga, movies, and novels, but never done in video games. Um, he first pitched his idea for the story to a famed author of Yakuza crime drama crime dramas, Hase Seishu. What are you, an old? What are you, an old grandma from like the Northeast, adding an R to your age? <laughs> Dramers, want want to get me a soda pop? Uh, he also called it manga, and I just let it slide <laughs> instead of well, instead of manga. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Hase Seishu is the pen name for Toshihito Bando. Bando. Yeah, I ap- apologize if I butcher yeah, any no, of these names. <laughs> we have so Western he, Devil Tongue. Yeah, he he himself had previous history in game development, but like was primarily focused on his novel writing. Um, but the two collaborated and were able to convince Sega to publish the first game. Um, Seishu himself worked th- uh, worked with Nagoshi on the sequel, so Yakuza One and Two. Um, Sega and publisher and the publishing partner Sony were originally hesitant about the subject matter, believing it had limited appeal. But uh, Nagoshi persisted, and the series became a smash hit in Japan. Uh, it did struggle to gain traction in the West, though. The after poor sales of Yakuza four and five here in the West, you know, never achieving more than a cult status, Sega was toying with the idea of ceasing any any future Western localizations. Wow. But the the their last push was with this prequel, Yakuza Zero. They you know made a and they they made a they made a bet you know and and it seems to have paid off. Uh, Nagoshi and his fellow You're telling producers, me that they looked into the camera and said, "All right, bet." Right. <laughs> they, uh, you know, they convinced them to take one last gamble on the series, and they they bet correctly that the game would, you know, serve as this ideal entry point for potential new fans. Uh, you well, know, which... sp- did that spark a whole bunch of remakes and stuff? Then, because is that um, what created Kiwami, 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 and... Kiwami Two were coming out at around the same time? Because there's also a confusing bit of timeline shit going on. Because up until Yakuza Zero, 
um the releases in the west were always well after the fact of well yeah that that's sometimes pretty common especially with sega um for a long time uh we'd only really get like persona on time and so i think that's a reason why you feel the the jank of the previous generations is because they're working still with kind of older engines at that point because again they've at this point they've already been out these games have already been out for a while in japan and they're just getting you know basically ported out to the west um so i think that kind of localization takes time too right but uh they they uh they they laid down their money in it and it has proved successful that uh you know there's increased global sales the game was released to critical acclaim and has sold an estimated 2 million copies worldwide, which makes it the most successful game in the franchise to date, at least in terms of reported numbers. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting, wow. it's an interesting test case. So yeah, we almost like didn't get this game. We almost didn't get any more Yakuza games out here. They were basically like, yeah, it's, it's not doing so hot. You know, West, you know, you, yeah, the devil Westerners can't appreciate you know, the fine art and basically cinema quality that we're presenting them here. And uh, yeah, the, we got we to gotta th- say props to Nagoshi for, for pushing Sega to, to release this one because I've, you know, kind of just really now fallen fully into this this story and this this franchise. And I've, you know, I'm, you know, never looking back. I'm really excited for what the future holds for the series. Do you think that the uh, amount of reading in the games uh, was what did it for the Westerners? Uh, I don't know, because they they do have these English dubs, you know, and, and plenty of plenty Even of, in the, the older. Yeah. And, and plenty of um, plenty of, you know, Western audiences, you know, use the dub. Hence the 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 quote unquote drama over the new voice actor for Kiryu in the the new upcoming one like a dragon infinite wealth that people are ragging on the new english voice actor and like there's you know people like you know doing like the crying wojack versus the chad you know it's like you use the dub you know like you know weakest weakest sub enjoyer type thing you know it's like you know that's a (laughs) that's a non-problem the the, you know the, the the sub is just so superior just you know learn to read and you're fine I know that's, well, that's that, and that's what I'm saying. Like you know, those some of those sentences are are complex. They're not just simple instructions. Like there there is meaning that needs to be gleaned from the text. Like you know, normal Americans can't do that. I mean, I, mean, I think it is possible. I, I just speak... that the, in in being serious about it. It's like their reliance on story being a huge driving point is probably a uh what was a speed bump for western audiences they just want the oh give me give me beat em up give me funny silly you know uh mini game and that's all i want and they find they would find the rest of it a, a bit of a slog but you know people have have you know pearls before swine basically is how it it, it i would read the situation although mm-hmm. We are we uh, we are you know rec- realizing that we in the West have no tangible culture of our own, so we must enjoy, you know, Correct. the culture of others. Only the culture we steal, mm-hmm. like the Italian culture, and then just water it down with Olive Garden. 
Don't you come for Salt Garden, you know, in, in the chat. You don't, don't you speak dare. on Olive Garden. Olive don't Garden's you... a fucking hero in this house, you hear? Yeah. Don't you dare. So sorry, I cut you off, man. What were you going to say? All I was going to say is I speak on behalf of all of the semi-illiterate, functionally <laughs> literate uh, engineers of the world. And I could understand the sentence is just fine. Yeah, yeah, but you're not the audience I'm talking about. I'm talking about the students that I used to teach that play video games, the people that, that they grow up into, that, you know, they leave Listen. high school with a second grade reading level because our education system is doo-doo trash asshole. Um, Let me ask you and, something. How many text boxes do you have to read in forklift? Zero. Yes, That's yeah. right. Yeah. Best game. No, so... There's definitely a text that pops up that says start. <laughs> yeah, but um, there's, you could there's also probably hear text the box. There's probably text you, you boxes gotta read... in the, uh, when you buy your V-Bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, well, you, you only have to read the to text box confirming you can charge mom's credit card. Yeah. yeah, those are just instructional and very, like, you know, uh, simplified. Those those UI designers know what they're doing. It's like, yeah. click yeah. click yeah. shiny click shiny button for what you want. They've for gone the good, to some very manipulative thing. HR like marketing trainings that use child they got psychology. The, they got the, yeah, yeah, they got the black hat psychologist there. <laughs> yeah. If if there's an entire career built around uh, the functional layout of stores to attract people to the back of the store to drag them through every aisle to buy all the put corn, all the shinies to, to right buy all where the they're going to be standing slurry. in line. Yeah. <laughs> there's a video. Like, of course, game they're going to apply that same. Uh, concept and principle to ui and software of course like they they want to make sure they drag you seven or eight layers deep into a ui and then they show you the shiny and you're like "Ooh, this I would know. be a, i've earned it a great i've earned it it was it was a journey to get here it'd be a great bit to kind of pull out uh, or you know continue with the corn to uh forklift analogy you know, forklift is the corn slurry of the American video game market. Oh, of course, but that is for a different. That's for another. Yeah, but time. now that now they have Peter Griffin and Solid Snake in forklift. So, oh, yeah. has has Dude. Kiryu has Kiryu ever been in Fortnite? Probably not. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So. Pretty sure. I mean, MLKJ was uh, link with them. I mean, I mean, I feel like there's been plenty of you know, there's plenty of other Japanese media well like i don't think sega's done anything with their persona and that would be something that would probably cross over like a joker skin a jonkler uh you need a joker skin uh uh, all right so should i just give a, a brief rundown of of the plot summary i i avoid any major spoilers largely for you guys because i know I don't think any of you have finished the game, right? Like, yeah, yeah but so I read an, all the plot. No, so that's an interesting question, though. Like, how so? How far have you guys gotten? You can give me in terms of like the chapter if you know it, or um, you know the most recent kind of plot development. I would maybe hesitate on that, just in case some of you are farther than others, which I would assume. So what? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm exactly three quarters of the way. I'm in I'm in the midst of chapter uh, twelve. I'm in chapter eight, I think. Um, just started it. I am also in chapter eight, but I'm also 50 hours in 
Yeah, you've been. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm 30 hours in. No, you, yeah, I'm not. You've, yeah, you've, you guys have put some time into it for sure, and and have uh, 60% of the completion list checked off. And by that, do you mean like the the completion point things, like the yes, like the those little rewards? Yes, thing? Yeah. run 10,000. You're, you're farther. You're like farther that. there than I am. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no surprise there. But that's what I found beautiful about this game. Right, is that like you can put in as much or kind of as little as you want. You know, you can just mainline the story. You can sink hours and hours and hours into designing your perfect pocket racer. You know, yeah. like that's the one I haven't that. touched yet. Me, and that's yeah, the scary same. Part. I want to go back. Oh boy. <laughs> so like for me, like the, the mechanic that I liked really just did not touch at all was the, um, the like the item crafting bit from majima's story like the making weapons and stuff yeah where it's like you, i didn't make any i you just send out you send out, out agents money to yeah, get you, stuff you send out you basically you're sending out spies to yeah bring yeah. you back materials from the chinese restaurant and it's like yeah i, I really did not uh get like any deal with that at all because i i hardly ever used weapons particularly with majima because he has a fucking baseball bat like, yeah. yeah but yeah. some of the and, weapons and are cool, unlimited though. they're cool uh, but you don't it's like but it's an unlimited baseball bat you know, i'm yeah. fine uh all right but the, the unlimited baseball bat has some uh some combo hits that just oh some absolutely yeah uh insane moves i love it um but yeah i, I want to talk to you guys later about your favorite fighting styles but let me just do a quick little uh, plot summary to kind of refresh our memories. Um, so Yakuza 0 takes place in late 1988 during the bubble era of Japan, which is just, you know, this economic boom, as we see. And, I, and, and there's plenty to talk about in terms of the economics represented in Yakuza 0. And like we can dedicate maybe some time to that later. It's a... An interesting nuanced, I wouldn't necessarily say explicitly left take on things, but there is some interesting um, points to kind of pick out from what it is offering. But it's like, I would very say it's anti financialization capitalism, though. Like it's, but some of the conclusions it comes to in certain plot lines are still yeah, that's somewhat, are somewhat like just like left liberal, probably. Like you know, if you if you see uh, if you see uh, Kiryu's mini game, like business mini game, through to the end where you defeat all the billionaires, and spoiler spoiler, you flush out a secret billionaire. Um, once you defeat him, you literally just have him get arrested by the cops, and it's like that. Just that's just you know, again, a liberal fantasy of you know how you know should have been executed it was like or just of how that would work you know very like the the system would not just you know or like the, the system would, would, or would hold would even hold a billionaire to account you know is only is, only is, in, uh in in president xi's china does that yeah. happen uh well they just be they become a, a party functionary whose wealth is appropriated for the you know the good of the party uh, yeah yeah and they and they're still alive uh all right so one, yeah, one other thing i wanted to point out about the time period and in the, the setting that uh you know because i think matt i don't know if you said it earlier in the pod or if it was before we started recording like wanted to go back you know go back to that golden era another reason why they had quaaludes <laughs> oh, yeah. you know the quaaludes style. still exist 
the yeah. style of the 80s is just is was yeah really no i was more out. thinking of like you know walking down the street and there's a gold lamborghini parked in front of uh, <laughs> the, the disco it parked in front of the don quixote uh convenience <laughs> store which are real things by the way and that was one of the things in the videos were like Hell this yeah. don quixote is in the exact same spot as it is in the video yeah, <laughs> oh that's, that's awesome that's fantastic um you know with people lining Un- up to unlike- buy the, the new dragon quest which is which happens in the game yeah yeah well, i would like to to compare this to our our last video or our last uh podcast on a, a game uh where spider-man terrible uh copy Recreate, of recreation of the city yeah yeah yeah, yeah. whereas well, this, this is quite is... faithful it's quite faithful yeah. I think I do still think it is probably more similar than you'd than you'd think because again we are outsiders, we are sure. we are uh, we are gaijin uh, when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to this like that it, it to a to like a actual resident of the area they're probably like yeah like it's close but like in terms of like yeah there's a there's a Harlem there's a there's a uh, there's a there's a village there's yeah. uh, <laughs> you know the financial district but like eh, the proportions are not correct uh so i mean there's barely pro- harlem yeah so, but it's, and, and there's it's, no upper manhattan yeah 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 but it's probably closer to that um yeah. but did, still uh, very faithful did he did he happen to show the panty vending machines uh no i don't Were think those so faithful? that would probably yeah. get deep i mean we know that they're faithful but like we'll probably get him demonetized <laughs> on youtube are you talking about the panty raid <laughs> Uh, so this game is told from the dual perspective of franchise mainstay Kazuma Kiryu and his longtime friend slash rival Goro Majima, the latter making his first debut as a playable character. He became oh, cool. a play- he became a playable character in Kiwami Two, I believe it's Kiwami Two. I think so. Yes. What is, what's Kiwami? But before that, he was just they're just remakes. They're just right? they're just the remakes of the original it. two. It's like Yakuza Kiwami and Yakuza Kiwami Two are the remakes of Yakuza One and Yakuza Two. Got, um, it. Got it. So they added up. It was like a a prologue section where you play as Majima in in um, Kiwami Two that actually has some um, actually has a little bit of um, some payoff from Yakuza Zero um again spoiler spoiler you you meet Maka, uh, uh i'm blanking on her name um, makoto Ma- makoto yeah. you you see her again later on and there's a bit of a there's a bit of an interesting resolution with her in kiwami too um <clears throat> but yeah so this is the first time he has a full play first and only time outside of that prologue in kiwami too where he is a playable character um the story takes place before um, the two of them have ever met uh, and builds the background for each character's history and personality into uh, that w- those that we meet in the original series. Uh, Kiryu's story revolves around his role as the junior Tojo clan Yakuza in Kamurocho, who is forced out of the clan due to a murder accusation. Majima's story centers around his forced exile from the clan, working as a cabaret manager in Sotenbori, which is uh, also based off of a real life district in um i believe it's in osaka uh but yeah he's got to like he's got to run this cabaret to earn enough money to get his way back into the clan through service um both the protagonists are drawn into a conflict surrounding the empty lot a small piece of land in kamurocho that the tojo clan wishes to acquire 
uh, for a redevelopment project of the surrounding air area. One of just like the, 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 I loved how simple that element was, right? It's like that this whole sprawling drama focuses on this little square plot of land. It's just but, like, well, when everything is so already built and tightly packed, something that is completely open and your yours to choose. Well, and, and it's so also, small. like in real, it's very real life to me because real life, right? right. The, the small drama, you know, what you think, you know, something you think is small ends up being the most dramatic, like, you know, uh, convoluted and, you know, uh, conflicting, you know, brings you into conflict with others um, in that way. I think they do a good job of capturing that. So at the center of this controversy is Makoto Makimura, whose involvement I will hold off on discussing due to potential spoilers for you guys. Um, the primary antagonist of Yakuza Zero are, is the Dojima family, a Yakuza family within the Tojo clan whose patriarch, Sohai Dojima, wishes to become the next clan patriarch and seize power through this development project. Um, under his command, he has three lieutenants who are the real, you know, physical antagonists that you face against. Uh, Daisaku Kuze, Hiroki Iwano, and Kaiji Shibusawa are the three lieutenants who are being charged with tracking down the Empty Lots owner and taking out Kiryu and Majima in the promise that whichever of them brings Dojima the Empty Lot will be made the next family captain. And that is the 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 whole kind of scene that we there's a whole bunch of elements there. Like I didn't mention like the the character of Tachibana and Tachibana real estate that serve as the proxy for uh Kiryu's uh mentor, uh, uh curiously similarly named Kazama mm -hmm. Shintaro. You know, it's like you've got Kazuma Kiryu and Kazama Shintaro. It's a little weird. It's a little, it's a little tricky at times. But you know, he's he was like the previous family captain who's in jail right now. So like you know, like but basically uh he's like he's kind of orchestrating things from the shadows, um, but is the the mentor to Kiryu. Um and and Kiryu's oath brother, Nishikiyama who is another important character and an important character from the first game of the series. I really um, enjoyed abandoning him in the woods. That was a, <laughs> that, that was, was a great. That's one of like the, the highlight dramatic moments. Right. And it's one mm -hmm, of yeah. the, it's the, again, it, it, it went from my, I mentioned at the top of the episode, my concern with the pacing in that first chapter, but then once you get to the end of each of these sections where you're then switching to the to the next the next uh protagonist you go like two and two it was just again this pure masterclass of how to do um how to pace this story and how to set things up so that you want to get through to the next one but then you also want to keep going and keep progressing because you would get like a huge revelation or or question at the end of one and then you'd go to the next one but then itself would end in a similarly you know kind of uh you know mouth dropping uh uh revelation and you'd want to keep going to the next with him so you'd get like uh you know majima has been tasked with uh you know assassinating uh makoto makimori before he knows who 
who they are thinks it's this guy actually and uh you know re- realizes it's this woman who is you know has this tragic backstory was like sold into you know human trafficking and had like a psychological break that led to a uh, psychosomatic blindness and you know he's like tasked basically with killing her and you see like he's escaped these pursuers but he's got this knife and he's holding it over her and it's like he's debating you know do i kill her because if he does he's back in the tojo you know he's back in the clan like, he doesn't have to deal with the cabaret anymore he's he can he can with one fell swoop you know and you're and you're, and you're, you're already starting to relate to to makoto and you're seeing the bond growing between them and you're like is he gonna do it is he gonna do it and it cuts and then the you go you go back to Kiryu, and then that next section of Kiryu's story ends with that that bit with um, Nishiki and uh, taking him out into the into the woods, like you know, basically threatening to kill him because out of love, not out of hate, because it's like I don't want to see what a, the a quick and duty. painless, death yeah, versus... rather than to see you tortured by the the Tojo clan, so it's it's and you're like oh what's gonna happen there and it's just this it's constantly pushing you to the next bit and in, in those, such an engaging like a way. good novel those yes those two those are two of my favorite cut scenes so far or like the the one with makoto makoto uh is yeah. a little bit more drawn out but like i i thought those were great great storytelling segments and i mean the storytelling as a whole of this game is i'd like to point out that one of the primary reasons i'm probably not going to platinum this game is that there's a trophy linked to serving her cold takiyaki and you have to wait 15 real life minutes after purchasing the takiyaki before delivering it to her and you can't you can't you can't you can't bear the thought of of no like why would i how could i do that not to her, say not to her, you know, protect at all costs. Uh, yeah. So, uh, um, what are your what are your guys' thoughts on the story to to the points that you've that each of you have gotten? Like, is it has it pulled you in as it did to me? Definitely for me. I mean, the story is what has kept me engaged with this game to the extent that I have been because, um as I kind of spoke to earlier, like just some of the jank, just for me, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like a little prissy boy when it comes to my games and it, it gets, it just, it bothers me occasionally. You're and the one other thing, modern gamer I am. And the, the quest to like get the food for people, like just having to run around the map on fetch quests in the main storyline, those, those get to me a little bit, but the, the overarching, narrative that is told in the way they present it i think is uh really top notch and i do also want to just call out one thing which is that when they jump between the two main characters they do recaps of what has happened and i personally yeah they do a last time on dragon ball z 
Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I I very much appreciate it. Because there are so many twists and turns into the in the story. And if you were just like read the wiki of like the what happens in the story, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? There's names and revelations. (laughs) Kazuma fought uh, Kuze in the sewers. But I always felt like I was always oh, that's one of the best scenes where it's you know, sewer sewer jousting on a motorcycle. Fantastic. Um, you were jesting on a motorcycle and then i followed it up by like hitlessing him and just beating the absolute shit out of him yeah which was great after like i struggled with the first the first boss fight with him because i told you guys i hadn't figured out the the healing item situation at that point (laughs) so i was uh i literally had like two dumplings in my (laughs) in my inventory (laughs) it was just getting fucking owned and so I've, I had to learn it to the point where Time I to get the, good. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I did the first fight basically hitless because I couldn't afford to not. Uh, but yeah, it was it, it, the progression of that is really fun. Um, and his like I, when he gets off the that scene when he gets off the motorcycle and he's dragging the pipe in the water yeah. towards Kiru is just like a perfect tension building. Like you, you what is going to happen and. Everything I mean, obviously, cast. obviously, a lot of the best stuff, better looking stuff, is all pre-rendered cutscenes. Yeah. And I know we've spoken on the PS3 era, PS4 crossover era jank, but I will say for a PS3 era, PS4 era crossover game, it does look pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't. I agree. I don't think the jank's very visual. No. You see the you see the occasional full body pivot when they're turning yeah. when a, when a character's turning yeah. away, but that's not in the pre-rendered cutscene. That's always in like the, the no I'm, engine like, stuff. But I'm just he was talking about the scene when he's dragging the pipe through, and it's like yeah. that that scene is pretty like it looks really it looks good. pretty good. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, like sparks flying at times you know it looks good as his well. tattoos are sick too yeah the, all the, the ta- tattoos every, awesome. everyone's tattoos are great throughout the entire yeah. series um yeah i uh my feeling throughout playing this game the whole time was like this is like the best 80s action movie ever yes you know yes. and it's like action drama and yeah, it's like it's, it's uh, everything good movie, about right it's everything good about that kind of era of movie with none of the bad stuff even even the even the ironically funny parts you know like that it's it's just like and, and the pervy parts it's just like <laughs> so good it's just like the real estate speculation yeah. so this is where we're all gonna this is where we're all gonna slap it down how many videos have you watched <laughs> I like I I felt shame after the first one uh, yeah. after some somebody like kept, any. kept coming you know like as you walk out and somebody like you know laughs at you for being an old man going into the pervy parlor and I I, I felt I felt real life shame so I never did it again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back to like the the plot and the you know how they uh, deliver the their narrative um, as the resident ADD you know. Uh-huh. Uh, can't keep his attention um in in a video game needs to be engaged i you know like we said at the top with the the reading aspect of it that you know ben was warning me about and you know to to prepare myself um i i felt that especially with the switching between the characters they did a great job of it you know keeping you engaged wanting more and you know 
quickly, you know, as we're saying, quickly switching to a, a, the next character with this kind of like two chapter chunk introduces just enough mechanic for the character yep. that you can get a that nice new. Like, yeah, you can go you can go perfect that new chunk mechanic. And then you switch to the the next guy for the next two chapters. You get his thing. You come back, and now uh, now you're not just beating up dudes on the street. You got a, uh, you got side stories you can unlock and do now, or you've got a, uh, you know, you got real estate to go fucking speculate on. Yeah, and and then it's like as a a way of just even structuring a video game. That's a great way to keep people engaged by you know, challenging you with this new mechanic, once you, you know, you've mastered the previous stuff, or, you know, you should have mastered it. Um, we introduced this new one that's built on that, uh, or, you know, built on older mechanics, you got to master that. So you're engaged, it, you know, the gameplay uh, doesn't get, you know, super repetitive as you're going through, you know, each chapter. Um, and I was then, thinking like about I it said, this morning keeping in the up shower, the story. too. Uh, it's it's interesting because the two the two primary sub like components of each character the real estate and the the cabaret's uh, czar mm-hmm. side uh, hustle it's interesting because the way they played out the real estate side hustle is much more hands off. There's a lot more you go you know you do the thing until yep. you get the S rank on all you, the businesses. You walk around. You and walk just... away and you got and you make a cool like like two billion yen. By basically yeah. not doing a whole lot, whereas you do a lot in Majima's, and you're like, yeah, you maybe you make a hundred million on a on a service but here, but like it's there's a the lot reasoning more to for it. it is because um, Kiryu has so much more stuff to do in his city, as far as you know, mini games and sub stories, and just generally more beat city to explore and beat up and do. Um, that's why that one is more passive and it's just got that timer that you have to play out. You, I mean, it encourages it you to go out and life. engage with his other stuff. Whereas Majima city has a little bit less of that. So they want you more you you know, are, locked in for five right. hours. Like, not, it, uh, it does reflect real life. And that is basically yeah. you're, you're a parasite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're just, you're just, you know, you have money and you're giving it out to make more right. money. Whereas yeah, Majima is, he's working that. He's you know, you're the owner of a and cabaret. I, I like think the, you're working the I think the cabaret czar is a way more engaging. Uh, oh, absolutely. Like, I want to put a quick pause in that oh. one because just because I want to get to those, those questions of like what your favorites in the, in terms of mechanics and different stuff like that. So I want to get to that. Um, so first, I want to just uh, quickly go into what was your favorite? Who was your favorite character or characters from these different categories? Because you can say which was your favorite of the two pro- protagonists, who was your favorite villain, and any special NPCs that you want to that you want to shout out. So like, start with protagonists. I will start with Majima was my favorite. Yeah, so, I, I think you you got to find you're gonna find consensus here. I feel like I I I prefer. I love Kiryu. I love Kiryu. I really love Kiryu. He's got a he's a very interesting character and in like the kind of the the reserved, quiet. Ben, uh, as a man of culture, will understand this reference a little better. But uh, <laughs> our listeners, if they're cultured, will understand as well. Kiryu gives me the he's the uh, the Jotaro Kujo. Of the, he's this badass, just yeah, walk yeah. around, kind of stone face, beat you up if Bigger, you get in his way, brawler, uh, and like he, he's giving you that persona. Whereas Majima, he's Polnareff. 
He's, oh, he's got he's got the flair. He's got the yeah, flair. He's got absolutely. the flair. He's got the. Uh, I should say his name is Jean Pierre Polnareff. You know we can't can't uh, forget the French. Don't want to short French him is. of his French heritage. Um, With without being as cultured as you two, you know I I think those are kind of like apt descriptions of both of them and why you know and also Majima's got a, an eye patch and a ponytail. The fucking yeah. Riz is off the charts with that. He's alone. just wearing a tuxedo throughout the entire game. Well, yeah, yeah. and like, it's like just, ca- characters it, resonate with him so much, despite the fact that, like, traditionally speaking, you'd see what would be a, a former Yakuza member missing an eye, and, you know, you'd think, oh, you know, steer away. clear of that guy. Yeah. But he's he's a very genuine person, the way he comes off. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed that a lot. And then, uh, you know, just his his fighting styles i think were better than okay uh, fighting styles is fighting fighting styles is another one what's your favorite so we will we will also get to that um but in terms of just pure charisma and personality and the story that as it involves who was your who was your favorite and i think on all those fronts it was majima for me um because I found the relationship between him and, and uh, Makoto to be so engaging and so, uh, you know, just <clears throat> so riveting to see them grow together, to see their personalities kind of blossom together, to see the the tension of will they, won't they, to see the 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 respect that that uh, Majima gains for her, um, the 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 strength that Makoto herself shows through her journey is best scene in Majima's story and uh I found that dynamic to be the most engaging part um again this is no no shade on Kiryu I find him to be very no. interesting as well this is Both not like characters. oh because we, we have to pick one the other one is bad it's right, exactly just I want to make sure that that is stated because it's because Kiryu is a it's, great character I don't have a favorite child a, it's clearly there, there's a reason why he is the protagonist for basically the full series up until yeah. the, the newest games um okay what about villains what about like your your major cohort of villains who's your favorite so I uh I don't remember their name but the one that so was on the motorcycle that's Kuze that's Kuze Kuze because because he looked the most Italian uh, with the slick back <laughs> hair and like the poly walnut style like glasses um fantastic also like to shout out uh the i think he was the big man that you fight at one point or like the big guy uh he's like a the, small antagonist you the, and- the the boss the guy you think is makoto is that who you're referring to yeah with the, yeah, with the arm tattoos yeah, yeah he's, he, good, he's an interesting character yeah, he blown, was cool. He gets blown up in a car bomb. Yeah, because he, he's like a he's like an anti-hero type character antagonist. I I enjoyed his little yeah, arc. He, be, but... he starts off he starts off as an antagonist. You fight him, and then he becomes an ally to Majima. Yeah, so he was dope. But uh, Cosimo, Cosimo, Cosimo Medici, Kuze, Kuze, Kuze. He was he was the dopest looking. Like, come on. He, he's fucking dope as hell. I mean, he, he had, you know, he he's had a 65 certain... slang and 20 year old poon. Well, yeah, he, <laughs> he had a certain air about him when it was like he introduced, like, he had this, like, I know I'm the badass in the room and like yeah. can beat all these motherfuckers up. It was very much. And when you come up to him and he takes his shirt off and you're like, oh shit, this dude is, this dude is over 60 and still built, stacked. Yeah, gonna beat the fuck out of you. Yo, 
What's your, what's your splits, man? Give me the secrets. Those are my antagonists. What about, what about you two? Any 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 uh, divergence there or consensus once again? I I liked I liked uh I like all I like Kuze a lot. I also like uh Shohei Dojima because I think he looks like a young Luis Guzman. <laughs> he does. He does. Yes. He does actually. Which uh, made me laugh every time. <laughs> so for me, I'll just give a shout out to Awano. Awano is my favorite. Because there was something when you come into the the disco and he's dancing. Yes, that whole that scene play out. And like they're like, I got like a dozen men outside with guns trained on the door. Like you either die oh, yeah. there or you like you do it. And he walks out and he's like, you can't fucking threaten an idiot. Yeah. Like that, that like. I should have known. Yeah. So all three of the mate of the lieutenants are voiced by and modeled after three like legendary Japanese actors. And oh. they just have this, they have Crazy. this gravitas and this this swagger that they bring to these performances yeah. i i do think well, he was very, it, he was very real when he was talking to kiryu he was like yo i don't want to fucking kill people i just want money I yeah i do this take cars yeah i do this for the lifestyle you know which is he he's an interesting touch point for again the kind of the economic message that this game is giving about the era and you know, yeah. we can for, we can further dive into that in in our end segment well, but it, i mean the you know, not even just the era, but the the economics of like mafia culture and like what you know. The, they're obviously not supporting the mafia, but I am. If you're listening, um, the <laughs> Italian ones, but uh, you know, there's obviously evil practices within it, but like at its base is like trying to uplift a you know otherwise kind of like at least in the Italian. Uh, uh, case like a marginalized group within their own region um and, and then well, like, like supporting and protecting was trying them. to protect people from yakuza oversight well and that's, that's again, in, a, think... in a very tachiban is again in a very liberal in a very liberal fashion yeah. he's yeah. the good real estate guy he's not yeah. the outsider that is you know trying to price out locals you know he's giving the homeless a job by scaring away the the uh you know the outside investors and you know he's going to sell it at a reasonable price he, he's see, also doing the the D campaign thing where he's injecting so much uh like manipulated money yeah. into the the ruining, economy ruining the local economy it's incredible yeah so th that's actually uh i i so i, I kind of want to talk about this but we're we're still on the the character discussion uh but I do think from my read is this game essentially equates the real estate firms and those organizations to being the Yakuza. Like it even draws the parallels yeah. of when Kiryu is, is learning the business practices and they're like, oh, you he's making fun of it. And he's like, no, you do the same thing with the Yakuza. You're just you're not just thinking of it that way. And like, I think that is where I kind of see the, the political messaging of the game. Yeah, well, that that does kind of dovetail a little bit. One of my favorite uh, NPCs um, is Oda, and he's the one who who kind of gives he's he's Tachibana's second second in command yes. at the real estate company. He's the I one got who, the trophy who, for impressing him with my etiquette. Yeah, who who he's the <laughs> one who who gives uh, Kiryu that lowdown. So it's yeah, it's he's a he's a very interesting, nuanced, very uh, you know. Um, 
he's a deep character for for uh for an npc i mean like he's not a good guy in any means he you know he's the one and i don't want to get too much into spoiler stuff because i don't know if you guys have gotten there yet but yeah he's he's got uh, some history that is you know very troubling and you know he is by no means a good guy none of them are basically um you said favorite npc is what we're doing well, I say we we've we talked about villains, and that was just a dovetail. Yeah, it was you know, oh. dovetailing off that conversation into Oda was. So I mean, I, I think everybody's given their favorite, their favorite villain. So yeah, any other NPCs that were, that were standouts for you, and it could be major, minor, you know, main story, side story, you know, doesn't I mean, matter. Makimoto's Seri- great. S- serious, funny, doesn't matter. Makimoto's great. We already talked about Erection Man. Um, those are I two like- of my favorites. The, I like the, um, the bartender. Hold on, the bartender at the Serena. I fell in love with her immediately. Uh, Reina. Yeah, Reina. Boy, I couldn't remember tough, her name. Got some, Reina. Got some, got some tough news for you. And you... <laughs> oh boy. Um, uh, yeah, I enjoyed Bacchus. He was cool. He, and I he, he doesn't actually say it. He doesn't actually say it, but he's very much a hmm, see type of, yeah, 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 <laughs> type yeah. of yeah, voice yeah, acting sure. is really good. For sure, I like him a lot. Um, and then uh, there was another one that I really it was a standout. Oh, I liked uh, the dominatrix. Yeah, I thought yeah. she that she was funny, uh, and that was like a, a a cute little that that uh, was a cool side story. Yeah, that is another category I have here is favorite side story. So, but in um, terms of pure we, we know NPCs, what everyone's favorite side stories. I don't be, know. So. I don't know necessarily. As far as NPCs go, I'll just give a quick shout out to uh, my number one platinum hostess, uh, Yuki. <laughs> is that the, the one, one you start? start with. Is that the one you start yes. with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's got the the best overarching like development. That's the one that you have like the very first interaction with. Uh, yeah, uh, with Majima. Yeah. Like if you if you foster her growth properly, she becomes the best hostess. She she was the first one that I really noticed the head thing that the the female NPCs do. Yeah, where they, they all, like yeah they all they're trying it. to I mean, be sexy. A lot of people yeah. do it. There are men who do it too in the game. Yeah, so they do this weird oh, yeah, right. head thing. But I feel but like, like they just do it more on the women. There's some cabaret stuff where like she'll chime in occasionally, or like she'll tell you to go get vinegar. And you continuously forget to pick up vinegar, and she gets mad at you. Like li- little things. But yeah, you guys have touched on all the other good ones. I mean, um, well, there was the guy with the quaffed hair. Oh, you talking about the uh, he's the the, 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 rock, the rockabilly guy? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah the uh, the the, the American funny. punk rockers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That wasn't that's enough. Yeah, we should probably move to the side story one because, yeah, yeah, a lot well, of the yeah, NPCs are linked to side stories. Yeah, yeah, we'll do side, yeah, we'll move that around and do side stories. Yeah, so what for you guys? What's your what's your favorite side story? I mean, it's got to be the panties, it's got to be getting the, the panties, the stealth, the whole... stealth mission, <laughs> the, the stealth mission to get the panties uh, for the yeah. for the young kid and make him a man. Oh no! I wasn't even talking about that one. Oh, oh, I was oh, talking the, about the oh, one yeah. where the, the schoolgirls, like, the yeah, the schoolgirls, yeah, school yeah. where, where the boyfriend contracts yeah. you, thinks that she's selling her body and she's just selling her dirty panties and and bras. I liked that one. 
I, I like that the, one of the options was telling them it was a hygiene problem. <laughs> I'm pretty and sure that's like, no, the one we I shower and then we put them on immediately Man, and then sell them. There are there are a couple really good ones that like I know which one is my top, but like I just want to mention this one. The one where you help the the street artist take a shit, the statue yep. guy. Yep. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a good one. that's great. That's fantastic. Like you, you have to distract the the because there's like a little kid and you don't want to break the illusion, so you got to distract them so you can go take a dump. Yeah, you you sing at one point. Yeah, that one's that the, one's really good. You know, back to the dominatrix one. Another reason I like that is like all these little kids run up to them and like spark. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and and she's like, oh my god, what do we do? Like the little kids, and he's like, keep in character, and he's like uh tell tell me to look at you and only you there's like no other distractions like don't look at these children and get a boner get a boner looking at me uh what what, so uh matt and andrew do you have another another standout taxes taxes one is good that that was the one i was gonna call out was the taxes one i i enjoyed that one a lot i thought it was very well, that one is very funny because there's like the there's there's an interesting political message in that one, like it's it's a little critical of, um, I wouldn't call it say it's not critical of you know of left ideology or anything, but it's like, it is poking a little bit of fun at uh, the kind of the um, uh, what's the word? Um, I mean, it's kind of like the cosplaying of kind of leftist ideology the because you start off you start off with a version yeah where it's a bunch of it's a bunch of suits uh harassing this bureaucrat but they're like they're spouting off things that are like would be like you know leftist uh you know say rallying cries like you know like power to the people and you know mass movements and uh you know you know really your taxes go to uh israel the bomb gaza yeah uh so the yeah, that's that's a really good one. But then, yeah, you you basically you inst- you instill the 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 sales tax <laughs> on on the cigarette tax, which is all was always funny. A real t- say it was a real tax that got implemented several years yeah. later in Japanese history. And yeah, we can thank Majima. That, that, that's that. a standout one. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of the like friendship uh, when mm-hmm. you do the friendship things that you have like some side questy side story stuff that you do. Like the video guy, if you befriend him in uh with Majima, he'll eventually ask you to find he's like, you know, I work at a video store and like all I see are all these same videos, so they don't work for me anymore. Like I need the best video. <laughs> like tells you about this like legendary uh porno that you have to go find him. <laughs> and you go out and you find it, and it turns out it's a the ring video. Hilarious. <laughs> So who amongst us hasn't been, you know, searching for that that one video late into late into the hours of the night? An allegory uh, for the dangers of internet porn. <laughs> another one that also I uh, oh god phone Sorry. bag guy. That was my last one. Yeah, that was because I, I liked the Matt was Matt was so mad. He like he was like talking to me. He's like, you know, I totally expected the end of that quest line to be that I got my own bag phone. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you I wanted to... my character to canonically develop cancer from using bag phones. <laughs> you, you, you've got to run out and get him like eighteen 
uh, you know, C batteries. Uh, two other standout sub stories for me. One was the "Will you be my boyfriend?" <clears throat> where Majima is the the fake boyfriend. Um, that was just like a good, you know, interesting story one. Um, the, the twist at the end of the dad wanting you to be the real boyfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. The dad was funny in that one. I I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and then the I haven't finished it, but collecting the uh the cards, the waifu cards. Yeah, yeah, and, and turning those in. I just, I think the collecting of the the waifu cards is just it's very it's hilarious. Very, it's very silly. It's um, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Before I Shout get my, I mean, it reminds me of Vegas because like, I went to Vegas with the Boy Scouts when I was real little. <laughs> we're so. gonna one day we're gonna uncover what happened. Yeah. What truly happened <laughs> yeah. at the Boy Scouts. We keep bringing it up, and we're getting stories, and then just one day. One day it's yeah. I mean, out. we were we went to Vegas. We were doing some white water rafting down the the Colorado. I know uh, there's a lot of white water coming out of somewhere. <laughs> but we when we were walking down uh, some of the Vegas streets on the telephone poles, there were just prostitute cards oh, uh, yeah. attached to yeah. them. So we, being the honest, upstanding Boy Scouts, that we were, were collecting them like Pokemon cards. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, Andrew, do you have uh, another one you want to call before I, I give mine? No, I'm good. Those are everyone took the other ones right, that so I would just all I can of. then all I can say to you all is uh, Munan show, Munan show. Anybody? Oh, the the yeah, the cult, the cult one where the Majima cult one. Inf- infiltrates infiltrates the, the 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 sex cult. Uh, Amazing. The I love the guru. I love beating the shit out of the guru because he's a tough fight. He's yeah. a he's a he is actually a tough fight. But like the, the the sex guru is it was just so funny. Yeah, he's just like, you know, making up all this you know new age spiritual bullshit, and uh, you know is doing it to basically to manipulate young women. Classic. I mean, as as all which cult would do artists. that? Yeah. yeah, you've got to rescue. You've got to rescue this woman from uh, from a cult. And, is, that the, yeah. is that the cult uh, Shinzo Abe got murdered over? <laughs> no, no. It'd be hilarious though, but no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a real like you know it's a that's a South Korean Christian uh, yeah Christian organization. Um, yeah, this is the disciple of the new order. All right, so that was so that's mini games or uh, uh, sorry side stories. Um, I guess we can do mini games and then then wrap up with fighting styles. Uh, favorite favorite mini games though. Because there's cat a bunch, and, and there are different tiers. Cat, cat, cat fights. Fight. And, and cat just fights. Re- re- there's re- cat fights? I haven't oh, yeah. gotten to the cat fights. You, you didn't find that? No. That's awesome. By so far. For, totally. for, for, for his, uh, his well-being explained the cat fight to him. Yeah. You get to, um, you know, there's some very scantily clad women oh, uh, that... Uh, fight and you get to gamble on them with a little oh, rock fantastic. paper scissors mechanic it's very fun Amazing. it's a I pit of it mud cats, too, right like cats yeah is it it might be mud yeah might be mud pit it's pudding pudding even better you get a little snack after mm. nickelodeon slime <laughs> yeah that's my favorite hands down that but there's like there are different tiers to the mini games too which uh which i found very fun yeah no that that one's good uh i enjoyed the baseball one 
the the home run home run dirt. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was fun. batting cages. I, I was re- I was really good at that one. <laughs> I mean, I loved the karaoke. I got yeah. better and better it's at it. Classic. I learned to it's put my controller down. Dude. I was I had a two finger method going on. <laughs> you know, it was it was working. I really was wishing I had guitar here. I like that there was a mechanic for like being a background. Uh, because when you do cheer, like you, can cheer for... you can cheer, you can cheer on. Yeah, yeah. I I loved when you were doing well enough that it would like put you in a music video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the music cool. video part. That Not that much. that first song that you play, you know, as part of Justice. the main story, is is uh is Curious, canonic, canonical yeah, is, is canonically song. his favorite song. Maybe. You sing you sing yeah. it in every game. Uh, yeah, it is his favorite song. Um, so I got that's, that's, I know that's a classic. I know you said you struggled track. with the disco. I didn't I do became... it a whole a whole lot to get good at it. I just like I did it a couple times and didn't like just it wasn't. I clicking. became one with the disco and can three star pretty much every song. Amazing, because <laughs> it's a that's a that's an even more challenging rhythm game because it still yes, is a rhythm game, sure. but it's because once more I figured out what I the, like the way it works of like oh yeah I just need to like maximize the amount of squares I touch before I get to that one and like the timing of it because there's a there's a fun side quest like, through with that where you like challenge a a disco queen uh for for her crown and you have to go through her minions <laughs> to get to her <laughs> via dance battles we really are a study sometimes on different brain functionalities and yeah. like modes of learning because yeah that th- i couldn't figure that rhythm game out like the the oh, it was frustrating initially but once I figured it out, it it all clicked, and I was just I was off to the races. He was grooving. Yeah, was it was never gonna click for me. He was grooving. Uh, for me, um, pocket circuit is up. Is is got to be up there because that's what I haven't engaged with just enough to have an opinion on yet. Terry was showing way more emotion uh, during <laughs> you know by defeating like a, a bunch man. of kids because it because it also it brought out the the Pinewood Derby memory i was gonna say that's the the part that i want to invest in again is bring back my pinewood derby memories which is here you're showing more emotion beating a bunch of kids at an rc car competition than he does when his oath brother tries to kill him you know (laughs) yes just (laughs) a a typical man well it's beautiful beautiful. yeah Yeah. it's so good rather sit and play pocket car than than go uh, to therapy but that's like (laughs) those are like the actual like you know true mini games but you could still count like the the uh the career well so you got arcades you got oh. gambling like again you can literally just go play fucking mahjong um yeah you can play D- darts was always fun i enjoyed darts yeah. but uh the cool. the one i spent the okay. most time in was the the cabaret management it was an, yeah. it's basically it's basically an rts <laughs> basically yeah, doing a yeah. real-time strategy yeah. game it was so fun it had no rights being as fun as it was and I might or might not have maxed out all of my hostesses. Yeah, <laughs> you that, already like, confessed to yeah, that. That that one is that one like is uh, is is up there for me. Telephone Club is hilarious. Yes, yes that's you go on the date. Dude, oh, that was that's just such a great like cultural thing that Japan has and like continues to this day having like you know versions of that with like the loneliness bars where like men go and you can like rent the, a girlfriend you can get a government yeah, or, mandated you know, girlfriend 
or just like there's specific bars where like the hostesses are there to be like you know uh very comforting to you and like do do the most while you sit there lonely drinking and you know eating some yeah we, we were hosting a club that did just that yeah and and the the phone clubs is just like very interesting to me as well especially in the age of like uh that's you know, actually a pretty cool meeting too yeah like a pretty tough like, mini game you know in the in the age of swiping for dates this is like a version of it that's kind of more personable because you're at least like talking to them right away i don't know i but, thought it was millennials don't talk people. on the phone millennials and low know, don't talk and, on the phone anymore yeah so. so this this is 1980s japan yeah. tinder yeah it's of an, yeah it's no of, i know definitely that's of an era it's interesting yeah uh okay so let's let's keep it moving um this is the, my final question for favorites is uh favorite fighting style with a subcategory of heat actions as well. If you have one, those are tough because there's so many and you couldn't necessarily, you know, name them. I have one, but I have, I do have a favorite heat action. Um, but uh, what's uh fighting style. I think uh, overall, we're doing just like... one fighting style or one for each character um we'll do one for each character and then if you want to give an overall favorite that's yeah. fine just clarifying so, before we yeah i was gonna say i i prefer uh majima's fighting styles a bit more um i think his blue one i forget what it's called but his brawl thug, thug. thug i think was my favorite like really? you know the bat and everything is fun but i really like the brawler and rush style for uh kiryu um but i enjoyed that majima was similar to kind of both of those in a way but incorporated uh kicks um, poking and, people and other, in the, poking people in yeah, the eye and, the and, and stuff that my father fun. taught me when he would wa- like come around a corner and like fucking grab me by the throat or something and be like you got to be ready for anything um, hey, we're talking so, yeah, about how I need style. to unpack my Boy Scouts. We need to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I know what went on, and I, I was not molested by my father. So the, the Boy yeah, Scouts, but, there, but there's a different kind of trauma there. Yeah. There's a different kind of trauma there, though. Yeah. Uh, all right. Who's next? Interesting. I for me for me i'm i'm a yellow i'm a yellow guy all around i like the beast both of them yeah i like beast and slugger beast picking up stuff easier is just a godsend and the baseball bat the baseball bat using it like a nunchuck i love (laughs) that move i love that move so much you can just stun lock you can just stun lock yeah yeah that one that, that was how I beat Mr. Shakedown the first time is because he couldn't figure out a way to get past the fact that he would just run into the baseball bat over and over again. I love it. I love it. It's so good. That's my favorite by far. It's not I robbed close. Mr. Shakedown while he was laying down. Good. Yeah, Sleeping. I did that. And then he woke up and he took all my money. Nope. I, <laughs> see, I didn't get to that point. I wasn't greedy. I saw him stirring and I darted. All right, Matt. Um, so favorite styles uh i've i prefer rush style for kiryu i like the the quick and uh you know stun stun uh good for stun locking beast is yeah, fun too especially like, early that's a secondary shout out but i i tend to stay hang out in rush style with kiryu and then i am a slugger style all the way mm-hmm. uh two swings and then the home run hit is the most satisfying oh, yeah. thing to do 
And I have done it a couple times where you can hit two or three people with it simultaneously for the triple knockout. Oh, it's it's great. But you said heat actions. There's a heat action you can do in breaker style where you kick a guy mm-hmm. over the the uh, bridge or the railing to the river. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, um, in the breaker style, there was also, I don't know if it was technically a heat action or if it was just like part of it where you could spin on your head. And yeah, just that's, just fucking a, that's a move. That's just a move. That's the crowd control move. Yeah, that um, was cool. Yeah. So my, my favorite style, I tend to like all of Majima's better. Um, for Kiryu, yeah, I liked the rush style, but in terms of particularly late game, um, B style is the most, uh, is the most uh, efficient and oh, I'm most, in a room with a bunch of chairs. I wonder what I'm supposed to do. It has the most utility, yeah, because it'll show like it'll just show you. There's a bunch of dudes, and there's a shit ton of stuff hanging around. It's like, oh, okay, I guess I got to go beast mode. Um, it's like I wouldn't necessarily say it was the most enjoyable, but like it became the the most ha- having the most utility, particularly in the end. Um, but Majima's, like, I had, I would have a tough time choosing between Breaker and and Slugger. They're both so funny. They're both just so silly. And I, I love the breakdancing. I love the noises he makes while he's breakdancing. Um, you've got some great crowd control moves. But yeah, nothing tops the just fucking teeing off on a goon's head with a fucking baseball bat. It's just, it's so much fun. Um, but in terms of unique heat actions, my all-time favorite is when you have equipped a, sh- a salt shaker. And you do a heat action. You grab a dude, pull his head back, and dump the salt in his eyes. Amazing, <laughs> diabolical, and I love it. It's so good. It's it's incredible. I highly recommend you 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 buy a salt shaker just just to experience that once. It's incredible. It's absolutely it's absolutely amazing. Um, all right, so we're we're definitely getting there for time. So I just want to like, I kind of just want to end with some final thoughts here. And just like, for me, at least what makes this series and this game in particular so special. And so we have talked a bunch about its economic, but for this game in particular, it's economic message, which I think is something that is important and worth diving into. And if you guys want to spend a little more time, we can, we have touched on that a little bit. But I'm personally more interested in what the game accomplishes with tone. So in the series, this is actually true for the series, but I'm specifically still thinking about this game Um, because it's like on one hand, you know, it presents us with the grim and, you know, alienating reality of violence. That is, you know, a fundamental aspect of organized crime. But then on the other hand, the game seamlessly shifts into the absurd and like the heartfelt view of this basic weirdness of human life that you see with these side stories. Like things are just so odd, and but it's just so true to life in that way. Um, the the shift here to these side stories it doesn't distract from this the 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 pure drama of the main story, but it actually serves to reinforce kind of the moral themes of the story, particularly Kiryu's journey uh, as he is like struggling to retain a sense of duty and care for his fellow human beings that you see most plainly in his willingness to help those that he comes across the, the random kid who's crying outside the arcade because she wants this toy um, from the claw machine. You know, it's just this, this touch of humanity that you get 
through these these kind of weird little side vignettes. It helps keep that kind of creep of cynicism from fully taking over that we are that is really kind of um it's really enticing after you after you know going through the the main stories of all these backstabbing and uh you know people one-upping each other and the 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 kind of the grim facet of life it's it helps keep that in check and from keeping us from going fully overboard at least mostly as we see in Majima's transformation into his classic mad dog persona because he kind of goes the opposite end he does embrace the cynicism a little bit more but still however he does he is able to retain that sense of loyalty and care for other people that he that he sees and encounters in his time and that all you know flies directly in the face of the the trauma that was you know inflicted upon him through his like you know his torture his exile all that shit um and it it really just like that is what stuck with me the most is seeing this what should be you see the the term thrown around a lot tonal whiplash um that should be what's happening but it never does it's just constantly building and reinforcing on each other so that's that's what i found so special in a way you know uh as you're describing this it's it was making me think about and you know i was jokingly you know making the the point that we didn't do a, a true mafia video game before this one but it, it was remind you know what your description there is reminding me of what made the sopranos so good hmm. and it and it has that similar you know it, different at times but that similar juxtaposition of and and showing of truly what real life is it's, it's a strong use a of dissonance. it is a strong use of dissonance and that you again you get that violence the brutality but yep. then also the absurd because like yep. as much and as the mundane as much as the sopranos yeah is about drama it is also a comedy and yep. yeah it's a, they're and it has on a financial the, 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 the banality of of uh yeah of kind of middle of you know middle class existence yeah yeah so i, a, I that's think... a good that's a good comparison and and I think that you know, balancing those tones, and especially you know, going back to the plot of um, you know how the narrative unfolds of these different perspectives, um, I think that that tone also lends itself to that that type of um, of switching back and forth. And you know, we know that you know Majima becomes you know the mad dog persona. He goes a different way than than Kiryu might. Um, and, you know, you could almost see those differing tones um, throughout, you know, just those characters in and of themselves. So it's like at different levels, it kind of works out and, and really brings this strong, compelling, engaging story and gameplay, um, you know, in a, uh, I think, not so janky game, or at least I, I think the jank, uh, you know, gives it some personality. It's charming. It's charming. Yeah. I I think part of it is like it's it it really has and I think this is what you're both speaking to of like it it has mastered walking the line of being serious but not taking itself too seriously. Mm. Yep. And um yeah, like Sopranos Sopranos is is a great uh call out. I think that is another situation where you have similar aspects because I just think even within those 
scenes of like where you have really high dramatic tension and plot coming together um there's still an element of all of those other aspects within that scene like um blanking on his name uh what's the a uh, uh, the a the a boss Iwano. yeah like the the Iwano dancing scene like that is a great tense moment but at the same time he's incredibly dancing with funny. His, yes, incredibly exactly. funny incredibly funny incredibly funny and yeah it's think, true to life that exactly. like that's how yeah. life Matt, you're muted just and so i just i i think you two have both nailed that but i was just wanted to would add to it in that regard yeah just making sure you know you're still muted just in case you're trying okay just didn't know if you're trying to say something all right uh yeah so i do find it this this whole game to be just you know very special in terms of what it what it presents how it does it how it accomplishes what it sets out to and it really just uh is 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 something special and i think that's some that everybody should should give a shot um it may not be for you but i i would kind of almost at most i would say people may bounce off the jank they may bounce off the gameplay parts like the mechanics maybe the combat may not you may not find it as interesting or whatever but like there's i feel like there's something for everybody here and you can kind of get in at whatever level you want to and this is just a perfect entry point into the series i know that's that's I mean, not saying anything you can new. call me a weeb all you want but i find this way more engaging and interesting than gta oh yeah people make that comparison yeah. oh it's japanese gta and i don't think that's yeah. fair I don't, I don't think, think this is a fair comparison at all. And I think I think this is a much better story than any GTA yeah. game. Yeah. The comparison's only there because of the crime and like, you know, third person perspective. Yeah. I, I will say just one last thing about the jank. What I found charming about it, and it, part of it is it being a Sega game, is it felt the fighting felt arcadey at times. Yeah. Um and that you know framing it that way it was just made it more enjoyable um it was just an arcade beat em up and, and i love the ability that like once you progress uh you know further in the game <laughs> yeah, you, you can, just throw money you can throw money yeah. you can you can yeah. avoid the random encounters if you don't want to deal with it you know like yeah. if that's boring you then yeah throw some cash hey and yeah and run away and you're, and you're good to go it's it's beautiful uh so See, final... i have problems because i just like to walk around and throw money to make all the people in japan like go me. Cra go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh but so final question i have for you guys is uh will you keep playing this game will you finish it since you guys you know uh weren't able to finish it and uh will it make does it make you want to explore more of the franchise I pretty much know the answer for Matt. I know the answer for Matt. I knew that before going into this, before even assigning it, that he's always expressed this as a franchise he wants to get into. But yeah, what do you, what, where are you at? So for me, I, I will definitely, I, I probably will finish this game just at a slower pace because I don't think it requires too, like I can come back to this one pretty easily. I feel like, um, I want, my issue is I want to play the newest games, but I don't know how I feel about the change to turn-based. 
turn-based combat because I do enjoy the brawling and I didn't realize they changed that. That honestly, just I don't know that I'm I'm you guys, undecided. You're just you're you're uncultured. You know, I, am. I, I personally I, am. I personally love the change. I'm really excited to get to the change to turn-based because I like turn-based better than something like a brawler. Not that I dislike it, a brawler, but you know, I'm excited yeah. to get to that. I I enjoy turn base as well, but I think having played Yakuza Zero, and I frankly enjoyed the brawling. Like that was one of my favorite parts is just running around, you know, trying the different styles, different weapons, and just beating people up. Um, so the so, seventh the seventh game is the is so far the only one that's turn based. The yeah. newest one that's coming out in January eight Infinite Wealth will also be turn based. However um the what is tech currently the most the 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 most current game is the the spin-off the like a dragon gaiden that's back to a, an action beat-em-up uh kiryu cool. is he's got two styles a yakuza style that's it's called yakuza it's basically just you know your basic thug style and then he's got like an agent stuff because he's a secret agent and he's you've got uh you've got you've got all these cool fucking gadgets yeah i might check yeah, that so- out so I'll definitely check out other games, um, you know, and maybe even the turn base. Who knows? I, I enjoyed the series. I'll definitely continue playing. I could never give a guarantee that I'll finish any game Yeah. to, to full completion. I will get, as we say in the law, substantially, uh, I'll substantially perform <laughs> the, the, the contract. Um, but I will, you know, I, I will Mike finish the game for sure because um, I've definitely enjoyed playing in you know i agree with andrew that it's definitely one you could just come back to and pick up you know it's not going to take a while to uh you know it's not like picking up elden ring again mm-hmm. and getting that timing down um it's just like a fun game to pick up again so for me i intend on finishing the game i have my own layer of 100 percent. i intend to right. do all side stories all uh like s rank all uh um all businesses and you know max out all the the hostesses uh all that type of stuff but i'm not going to platinum it um the platinum isn't in my wheelhouse for this a i don't want to replay the entire game again on legendary difficulty b i don't want to do some of the things you have to do for the platinum like you serve cold takiyaki it's just against my morals takiyaki deserves to be hot yeah <laughs> uh, um but yeah i intend to completely like i'm torn on the fact that i do want to play the more modern ones like like a dragon ishin yeah um, and yeah, stuff I like that, that one, yeah but uh m- my psychosis won't let me start so you, until you i c- go to kawabi one two three you could four, potentially five, do what i'm doing which is I'm currently watching uh, the no. the YouTube compilations, but no, hear me out, hear me out. It's, I'm just doing that so I can play the most recent ones now, and I have okay. an in, I have an intention of going back and playing at least some of the originals. Like I really want to play Kiwami Two. So far, Kiwami Two is my next favorite in terms of story. Um, honestly, Yakuza Three is kind of skippable. Um, but uh, I, I definitely want to go back and play those, but I really want to get to the current ones. So I'm catching up story-wise yes. and I intend to then go back and play those. So my, 
how I'm probably going to end up handling it is it'll be a series of games that I play, but I probably won't be doing like full platinum hundred percent for any of the the mm-hmm. older ones in particular until yeah. I get to the more modern ones. And then maybe I'll, uh, you know, sit down, take my more time. You know, I have to say more time because I'm probably going to take another 40 plus hours before I beat Yakuza zero. But yeah. Yeah, he's the real he's the real gamer here, folks. Never let Always. that never never let that be doubted. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for going on this journey with me. I hope that it was not say not too ta- too tasking for you all. I enjoyed I enjoyed playing this. I enjoyed talking about it with you, gentlemen. And for those of you at home, I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Uh, we will be coming back for one more episode this year. We will be doing our end of year wrap up. And so boys, I'm using this as, as your reminder to take some time. I've, we've basically decided on all the categories. So spend some time, make sure you've got some nominations for that episode. And we will, uh, we will convene once more before the year is out and we will get that all to you before new year's. Um, I don't really think we've got much else to plug right now because because of the, we're getting into holiday season, it's just going to be, you know, kind of played by ear. So, however, if you want to support us, you can do so by following us on twitch.tv slash campaign comrades and the YouTube channel and be giving us those subby primes if you're so inclined. Uh, but uh, that's uh, that's about it for us. Uh, this is a bit of a long one. I appreciate the the patience and we will see you in the next in the next year with some new games to talk about. Excited to lay that out. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, that's where we'll leave it for today. We will see Game you. number one, Bluey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be at this point. Right, we, we will see you. Start and end the podcast with Bluey. Yeah, we'll see you in the next one, folks. Bye-bye.